Pastor Henry Horner and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We continue today in Matthew chapter 9, moving on to verses 9 to 13. These verses deal with the calling of Matthew to follow Jesus. Matthew modestly passes over his calling with just a few remarks. Luke tells us, however, in chapter 5, verses 27 to 29 of his gospel, that Matthew made a great dinner in honor of Jesus. Evidently, the incident recorded here in Matthew took place at this dinner. Matthew invited many of his fellow tax collectors and other friends to the dinner because he wanted them to come to know the Lord also. Now, here is Matthew's account of his calling to follow Jesus. As Jesus was going on down the road, he saw a tax collector, Matthew, sitting at a tax collection booth. Come and be my disciple, Jesus said to him, and Matthew jumped up and went along with him. Later, as Jesus and his disciples were eating dinner at Matthew's house, there were many other tax collectors and sinners there as guests. The Pharisees were indignant. Why does your teacher associate with men like that? Because people who are well don't need a doctor. It's the sick people who do, was Jesus' reply. Then he added, Now go away and learn the meaning of this verse of Scripture. It isn't your sacrifices and your gifts I want. I want you to be merciful for I have come to urge sinners, not the self-righteous, back to God. When Jesus tells the Pharisees to go and learn the meaning of this verse of Scripture, he is quoting from the Old Testament from Hosea 6.6. 6. The word that Hosea uses for mercy can refer to right conduct toward one's fellow man, or loyalty to God, or both. It is the sum of what God requires of his servants. 
Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Before he met Jesus, Matthew was a tax gatherer. He probably had a booth, perhaps near Capernaum, on the border between the territories of Philip and Herod Antipas. He worked for Rome. That in itself made him despised by the loyal Jews of his day. Furthermore, a tax collector could overcharge and keep the excess for himself. Another good reason for his unpopularity among his people. Here is Matthew's account of his encounter with Jesus. Chapter 9, verse 9, he writes, He, that is Jesus, saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. I was tempted to pass over these words, but I must stop to make two points. First, what did the people see in Matthew? And what did Jesus see? Second, what was Matthew's response to Jesus' command? Now first, how did the people view Matthew? They saw him as a tax collector, a collaborator with the enemy. He kept Rome in business. He was involved in financing the emperor. Taxes are never very popular. They seem to be a necessary evil. But to collect for the enemy, to serve and aid the enemy in their attempt to take your hard-earned money, is especially hideous. The people saw this Jew as a tax collector, little different from a despised sinner. How did Jesus see him? Jesus saw the man. Jesus saw Matthew as a person, a human. Jesus saw the scars and the bruises, but he saw beyond them to the man. That's how he looks at each of us. Jesus doesn't miss what we do, but he sees beyond that. Man looks at peripheral things. God sees the center. I didn't want to miss that first point here because it spoke to me as I thought about this encounter. I know the Lord knows sins. I'm an open book to him. But he sees me as a person. Now, second point. To this person, to this despised tax gatherer, Jesus spoke and said, follow me. Matthew must have fallen off his chair in the booth. He must have known who Jesus was, and he must have known that Jesus knew he was. And yet Jesus called to him, follow me. Here was a command. Jesus didn't politely ask if Matthew would care to be his disciple. He didn't ask. In fact, I understand that Jesus never asked for advice except once when he asked Philip what they should do to feed the crowd. And even then, the account is clear that Jesus didn't ask advice for his sake. He knew what they would do, but he wanted to test Philip. Here, Jesus simply said to Matthew, and I'm sure he said it with kindness and compassion, follow me. But there was another necessary factor, and that was Matthew's response. Matthew got up and followed him, but he could have said no. That's a tremendous fact about Christ, about the gospel and discipleship. God has dignified man with the freedom to say no. Several days ago, I spoke about the Gadarenes. They had the freedom to tell Jesus to leave their territory, and he did immediately. We all treasure our freedoms. 
but the responsibility of freedom is awesome, especially in the spiritual realm. We humans can say no to God. I don't know why anyone in his right mind would want to, but we do have that freedom, and many do say no to him. Matthew exercised his freedom of choice, his will, and he chose to follow Jesus, and that's smart. Now, on one occasion, he invited Jesus to his home for dinner. That's what comes next in this first gospel. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Evidently, Matthew had invited his friends to meet Jesus. Friends introduce friends to Jesus. Here the guests were tax collectors and sinners. The sinners may have included those who did not share the rules of conduct of the Pharisees. Jesus and his disciples eating with them were in danger of becoming ceremonially defiled. The Pharisees' question was really not an inquiry but a charge. Jesus should not eat with sinners. But Jesus was a friend of sinners. It was because of sinners that he came. The Pharisees expected a Messiah who would crush sinners and support the righteous, not save the sinners and call the righteous hypocrites. Then Jesus quoted from the prophet Hosea, chapter 6, verse 6. He used a common phrase, go and learn. The Pharisees prided themselves in their knowledge of the Scriptures. But Jesus quoted from their Bible, and then he used their phrase and said, Go and learn. They needed to go and learn. They knew the Scriptures, but they didn't understand it. These Pharisees had not caught the fact that sinners should be invited to come to the Savior. In Hosea, the apostates were those who continued the temple rituals but had lost the center of it all, God's compassion and care. God said to them, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And that word mercy is the word for covenant love. That was Old Testament. Jesus classed the Pharisees with those apostates of Hosea's time. They claimed to be righteous, but they missed the center of it all. The fact that Jesus loves sinners, and he came to call sinners to himself. That's the heart of the scriptures and the center of the Christian message. That's the good news of the gospel. Yeah.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.